Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show. I am so glad you joined us today. You know, I got to tell you, um, you know when you meet someone and there's just this instant connection? I just fell in love with this woman. She is such a beautiful soul. I just just really adore her. Her energy is so amazing. She is so loving. She is so giving. She is so smart. She is so beautiful. And I am thrilled to have her on today's show. Deborah Kozowski is the charismatic host of the thought-provoking podcast, The Millionaire Woman Show. Now, am I saying she's a millionaire? Is she saying she's a millionaire? No, she is the mindset of a millionaire. Now she may be a millionaire, but that's not the point. It's not all about her. It's to have the mindset of being a millionaire. And I was so fortunate to be on the show. She invited me as a guest and I got to tell you, I loved it. It was pretty cool because when I found out it was the millionaire woman show, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a woman, so this is going to be really interesting. So what I love about Deborah is she's committed to enriching the leadership potential of her countless clients, guiding them to go within to capitalize on their true personal power, which I am all about, because she wants to help you achieve measurable success, whatever they desire, whether it's business or in life. Now, she has got a long list of credentials. Uh, she's a multiple TEDx speaker, two times. She has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. She's award-winning in her coaching. She's a certified executive coach. She's on the Forbes Coaches Council, contributing writer, many years. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on, but what I want you to get is her essence. And so in today's show, she's just going to be dropping all kinds of truth bombs and we're going to have a great conversation. So ladies and gentlemen, it is my humble pleasure so welcome to the Living the Law of Action show, Deborah Kozowski. Wow, Rob. <laughs> I, I don't know um, how to respond to that. I think you almost got me into state of speechlessness. It is such an honor to come on your show because I, you know, I am all about taking action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm just so thrilled to have you here. And I know that, you know, with this crazy pandemic and you work in the health industry, and I think that the way that I've survived in this, and maybe you as well, is I've just tried to add value in as many places as I possibly can because it gets me out of my headspace of like, what the hell is going on right now? Um, you know, as an extrovert, this has really been challenging. And I know a lot of extroverts that have had a lot of challenges as well. Now, uh, my wife is an introvert and she works out of the home right now because there's no one going back to her 8,000 person company. They're just all working from home now and she loves it. Me, I'm having a really difficult time. So um, I am just thrilled to have you here. And, you know, we want to add tremendous value to you. We know your time can be put in a lot of different ways. You know, 
if this was the very beginning of the pandemic, you could be, uh, you know, Netflixing all day. And I could never do that. And now I see that a lot of people are starting to take action. Finally, you know, it's been months and months, but they're like, uh, this is not going to end anytime soon. And so they're, they're pivoting and adjusting and shifting. So, um, how are you surviving in all of this? So, you know, in the beginning, I really wanted to dig deep. I wanted to learn as much about, you know, I was watching the numbers and I was just getting consumed and I started seeing how it started to affect me mentally. And I was like, you know what? I just need to go on a need to know basis. I need to know the content that I need to do in the world. But other than that, I don't need to have it on my off hours looking for it. Because what happens is initially we were in what I would call acute stress. Now, if you get a chance, there's a phenomenal course on Coursera called Mind Control. And I took it and, you know, we, we learn about this acute stress that exists. We think it's, you know, short term, our, our mindset is, you know, to protect us. But then as time progressed and we saw that this isn't going anywhere and masks became mandatory or arrows on the ground in the stores and things like that, all of a sudden we become hypervigilant with chronic stress and the threat is all around us. It's like we can't get away from it. So I think we've gotten to the point to say, okay, this is just here now and I need to move forward. I'm not going to sit in this space anymore. And I need to move from that stress to really back to the basics of that self-care. So leading self, and it really comes down to how am I making sure that I'm getting enough exercise. I know at one point I had to um, quarantine because I had close contact with a positive case. I couldn't leave my property. What did I do? I circled my house at lunchtime. I did like probably 75 laps around my house outside because I couldn't leave my property, but I still could get some exercise or I took my weights to the backyard or, you know, I had weights that I could work on inside, but I was doing the 75 hard program where I had to have one workout outside. So it forced. Okay. Wait a minute. I want to jump in. So you did the 75 hard. Okay. So did you do 75 hard? I did. And I'm just finishing phase one in four days. Okay. So I was going to do that actually before the pandemic started. Um, And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get anybody to just like, well, everybody that wanted to do it with me, they're like, yeah, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, it was like 75 hard modified. And I'm like, this isn't 75 You can't modify it. You can't modify it. Okay. So of all the people that I know, of all the people I know, I, I, I'm not even shocked or surprised that you, (laughs) Deborah Kozowski did 75 hard. That is like, I just want to bow down in front of you. That is like, so that's so amazing. Like so amazing. It's, you know, mindset is, is, is the key to 75 hard because the, and so people that don't know what 75 hard is, why don't you just explain to that real quick. Um, and remember I have ADD. So this is a, just strap in and hold on tight. Cause we're going to go from do, 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 do. We're not going to go from point A to point B. We're going to go from point A to Z to Q to R to B, to, to A, uh, and back to V, just so you know. Just, just a fair warning in this show. So it's the Living the Law of Action show uh, enhanced with a special ADD sauce, which I love <laughs> that I have because it allows me to do just remarkable things. So 
as I stay focused, let's go and talk a little bit about 75 hard because people are like, sure, what's 75 hard? It's hard, but go ahead, share it. Well, it's a program that Andy Frizzella put together and it's part of a live hard program, but it's 75 hard means two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One must be outside. You must drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of personal development or nonfiction, uh, take a progress pick every single day, no cheat meals, no alcohol. You can follow a diet of your choice. So there is, you know, that option of you choosing what that is. Um, let me, I should check my checklist, make sure I don't finish it, forget anything. Um, the water. Yeah. I think that that covers I think it. That's it. It's just 75 you know, days. There's an app for it to help you track it. So, and then sends reminders, which was very, very helpful. Um, my heart was drinking a gallon of water a day. It, you feel like you're floating in your teeth. Um, yeah. but it, it was awesome. It was awesome to discover what you're made of. And I think with COVID, doing 75 hard was even sweeter because having a challenge amongst a challenge is yeah. makes you rise. And, and the, it isn't a physical um, program, e even though you're having these workouts, but people think, oh my gosh, two workouts a day. It's not lifting weights two, <laughs> two times a day. It could be walking twice a day. It's actually just getting some physical movement twice a day for 45 minutes each. And one must be outside despite the conditions. I was out in the rain. I was out in snow. Like despite what's going on in the world, you need to just stick it out. You dress for the weather, you go out. I live in Canada and, you know, we've had beautiful weather. Um, today is probably the coldest day we've had in a very long time. And I'm still going to bundle up after this and uh, head out and uh, endure the elements. That's so cool. So, one of the cool things about 75 hard is the mindset of it, because what is amazing and what I've learned because I was going to do it is, and I couldn't find anybody to do it, which unfortunately I, I think is kind of lame, but everybody wanted to modify things. And so I took little bits of it and I, I implemented it. Um, I just didn't think that I could do it by myself. If you're doing it by yourself, you're just like a rock star. You're like Wonder Woman. Like, it doesn't even surprise me. I didn't and, do it by myself, though. I okay, started good. by okay, myself. Okay, good. Because I, I was going to do, do it by, by myself, myself. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So yeah. what's so cool, cool about the 75 hard is that, um, and you can correct me right at that point, is that you, you have a way that you learn to overcome your mindset. Because... People think they can't do stuff and then you endure it and then it does a flip the, the, the script on your mind and your mind gives up first. No, your body gives up first. No, what is it? What's your mind or your body? What gives up first? I think it's your mind. Your mind shuts down. It tells you that you can't. It yeah, tells you your mind shuts down. Exactly. Right? Your mind shuts down first and then your body just goes, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Got this. And you have to just get through your mind of like, I can't do this. And I think that's, that's kind of relative of what we're going through in this pandemic is a lot of people have shut down and I don't do, you know, COVID watch 2020, you know, the, the, up to the date, up to the minute. I mean, people watch this like it's a stock ticker. And the thing is, is that this is a garbage in garbage out situation. And a lot of this, you can't control. It's just happening. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I stay in my bliss bubble and I'm very focused and very um, uh, calm about this and just 
don't let what's not affecting me affect me. I stay in the very present moment and I do lots of gratitude and affirmations. And I've been really busy, like really busy. Now, what are you doing to um, get through this with your mindset? Because that's what it's all about is mindset. Yeah. Oh, and the one thing I forgot to mention, like if you miss any of the days, you got to start over at day one. You got to start over. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and it's 75 days. And so um, I met some guy online. No, it was a woman online and she got to day 71. Oh, bless her heart. And she didn't drink her gallon of water. She's like, I can't drink anymore. Water killed her. Water. She's like, and here's the thing about that is that nobody's going to know, mm-hmm. you know, and she said the pressure of me having to restart was like no other pressure in the world because like, nobody's going to know, yeah. like nobody's going to know. And she knew she's like, I would be going through fraud as a fraud for the rest of of my life. So she started again. Like she had a long conversation. She actually took a few days and like, wow, like, wow. And that's part of, you know, personal responsibility. Yeah, totally. It's really about reflecting. And, um, cause there was moments that I was like, okay, did I forget? You know, when I had a friend that she missed, she thought she missed the progress pick but she didn't realize that someone had taken a picture of her that day, you know? So it can be, the picture is one of the smallest things, but it's the easiest thing to forget to do. That's why having the app is awesome. But what I've learned is, you know, having those visual reminders around you, like having the big jug of water or, you know, using an app to track your water. It really came down to the mental toughness when, you know, days were long or I had long hours. I'm like trying to think of how can I make this work? I'd get up at 5.30, have my first workout of the day, or do I go at lunchtime and do it at lunchtime? Or how late am I willing to stay up? Because it doesn't end, your day doesn't end until your head goes on the pillow. And if I felt exhausted, there was days I felt exhausted. And I thought, okay, if I have a nap, I need to set like three alarms to make sure I don't sleep through the night because I'm going to go. And because that would get me off track. And then there's days that life threw you a cook, like threw me a curveball, like, you know, something with the kids or, you know, something came up or, you know, demands on time. And I just looked at it and I thought, okay, this comes first. And it was really about taking care of me first so that I can make sure that I can be strong for everybody else around me. And that was probably my greatest takeaway. And I had crazy dreams about food, having cheesies and dreaming about Kit Kat bars and thinking that I violated it. I know I was on a patio one day and I thought, oh, you know, it would be so nice. It was a cool evening. I thought, oh, a blueberry tea would be fabulous. And the person in front of me said, well, I'm the only one here. Nobody's going to know. And I just looked at them and I said, but I will know. And that's all that makes the difference. Absolutely. Um, I've never been on a diet, never had a nutrition plan. I try to eat fairly healthy. I'm not a big junk food fan. Um, I just, because, you know, I almost died. And when you almost die, you put things in a perspective of how I don't want to die again. So, Mm -hmm. and people think that 
you know, no one's going to know. Well, all those little things add up. Like if you don't brush your teeth over a period of time, it adds up. So you got to do health on a daily basis. So um, uh, I do the the upcoming in, in uh, 2021, uh, me and Ian Lobos are doing the Men in Action show. Nice. And, uh, Ian, I looked at Ian and I'm looking at his whites of his eyes and I go, dude, your eyes are so white. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm on this thing. And um, he told me about it. So it's a nutrition plan and it's, it's vegetable based. And I've never been on anything like that. And yeah. I got, I looked at myself cause I was, I've always been in pretty good shape and I don't want to be overweight because I do a lot of voiceovers for health. And the one thing they talk about, and I've said it a million times in my narration is, you know, being just a little overweight can cause significant damage to your body. And it's not about the appearance. It's about what it does to your body. Just even 10 pounds overweight can really have a significant impact on your health. So I've been very aware of that. And I just discovered Chipotle. I've never really liked it. Everybody says, I don't like Chipotle. And then I discovered it. And so for about two weeks before I got on this nutrition plan, uh, I started going to Chipotle. And my Chipotle consisted of lots of rice, lots of beans, uh, corn, uh, the salsa, extra, extra sour cream and extra, extra cheese and a couple of tortillas. I got fat. Like I got, I got fat. I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, dude, you're fat. Like to me, I was fat. And I'm like, so I'm 5'10". I was 198 pounds. And, um, um, I had gotten down to 184 pounds before. Like I was staying pretty good during COVID. And all of a sudden, other people have gained weight. And I'm like, I'm looking good. I'm looking good. And um, so he told me about this thing. And I'm like, wow. Well, I'm down to 186 pounds now. It's been uh, six weeks, I think I've been on it. And it's been, it's not 75 hard, yeah. but the discipline and the structure that I have had, I did um, the 100 day, the 30 day 100 push up challenge. Oh, cool. Well, uh, it's so funny. I discovered that because not only did I get fat, but I wasn't working out for these months when I used to work out. And uh, someone sent me a picture and they're like, hey, remember this? And I saw my arms. I used to have really nice big biceps. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I looked down and I'm like, what? And so, <laughs> you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you really can't take care of others. And so that's when my commitment during this whole pandemic, I know that you've done some stuff. You've been, you know, not just sitting around, you're doing the 75 hard and you've created some programs and it's based on uh, what, what are you doing right now? So Besides, right now I'm putting together a program called the unshakable mindset. It's really about building that mental toughness you know, we often think that Navy SEALs and fire. Sign me fire up. I love it. I'm, my hands are all ready. that, right? Yeah. So I want the everyday person to know that they have the courage to go through whatever they're going through and build that mindset, build that mental toughness so that they can break through any situation that they're getting through and become more resilient. And I think that's what 2020 has taught us is that we are more adaptable and flexible than we give ourselves credit for. Was there resistance? Absolutely. But we can learn from resistance. And what resistance requires is that we become more aware about what it is that needs to be changed and why we're changing it. People want to know the why behind the changes. And when 
you know, because you can build the knowledge, you can build the skill. But if we don't understand why things are changing, what does it mean to us? People don't want to change. And it's our habits. Um, If you go to my website, you know, I have a free gift right now, three-part video series about making habits stick. It is our habits that are totally making us. It's like you said, the discipline. You know, people say, well, I want spontaneity. There's room for spontaneity. But what we need is that discipline and consistency to start seeing the glimpses of that action that we're taking, seeing the glimpses of success, seeing that we're actually making traction and getting progress as to where we're going. And change is progress. But if you keep doing the same things that you've always done, as Albert Einstein said, you're going to get the same results. That's insanity. So if you want something different, you need to shift yourself into a different mindset because it all starts in the mind. Yeah, I think that I think the mindset right now is the most important it's ever been in in my life. It really is. Um, there is so much coming at people right now, like so much. Um, people are really freaking out. They're really losing their minds, and they're they're so caught up in all the story that's going on, and a lot of it's not impacting them, and. You know, what I hope that people will stop and do is to work on their mindset. And, you know, you mentioned the word discipline, but I think the word structure is a little easier for people to swallow because you say discipline. There, some people get, you know, they trigger a lot. They get all triggered because, you know, what I'm talking about. they think it's military, right? It's military. Well, I make my bed every day. I've been doing it for years, like years and years and years and years and years. I know there was a, a, a high-ranking military officer that did a speech on that a while ago. And I'm like, I do that. It's not about um, being organized because I'm far from organized. I mean, I hire professionals to help me with that. I just, that's something I don't do. However, making your bed and having that structure is the way that you start your day. And it's funny because if someone comes over to my house, one of my friends, and they happen to go into my bedroom and they see that my bed isn't made, it's like a barometer. They're like, what's the matter? Like, what's the matter? Why isn't your bed made? Because for me not to make my bed is a really big deal. And I found that making your bed, and I've turned a lot of people onto this and they, they do it now. And they, it's having control of the start of your day. Mm. You know, I do the miracle morning every morning and that's control over the start of my day and making my bed is another thing that I do. It's almost like making your bed, brush your teeth, floss your teeth. And one of the things that Hal talks about is to drink a glass of water. That's the way to wake up. And that's structure. So drink a full glass of water, brush your teeth, floss your teeth, use the water pick or whatever. And those are all structures and all ways of of really taking control of your mornings. And that way you can control your day. And that's so important. So I invite you, if you don't do it, uh, I'd love your feedback, is to make your bed like every day and make it pretty. And I've got to think about pillows. So like I got 20 pillows. It looks like I'm a hotel because I like hotels. And it reminds me, I've set up my bed now um, even more so to look like a hotel because, you know, we were traveling a lot and I miss that hotel vibe. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you make your bed? I do. I, I knew do. you did. I knew you would. <laughs> What's your morning routine? I, I, I'm, I'm a big stickler about making the bed. It needs to be, the sheets need to be smoothed out. 
You know, it's got to be like, if you could drop something on it, like it's got to be taught, not sloppily put together. It has to be taught so that I feel like when I come home, it's like a hotel bed. I have the tons of pillows like you, you do. And my space is always to be a place, I call it the Zen space, my sanctuary, where I can unwind and relax from the day. Your environment plays such a big piece. And, you know, having that morning routine, I like to have lemon, hot lemon water when I get up in the morning. Um, I know that from 75 Heart, I've learned that you started, got to start hydrating early. But what I know is that we need to stack these habits that work for us. And for every individual, you're going to have your habits are going to be like the 5 a.m. club. It's going to be a miracle morning. You have so many different ways. But I know for me, between 5 and 5.30, if I'm up, I'm priming the day. And when you prime yourself for success, that's what you're going to get. Because you've already taken care of more than most people do by 8 a.m. Absolutely. It's, It's amazing. And, you know... The most successful people get up early. They don't stay up and burn that midnight oil. They just don't. So if you're doing the, like, you know, as I had Hal Elrond on last last uh, podcast, and uh, it was great because I was talking about how when I voiced the Miracle Morning audiobook, I used to get up at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden I became a morning person and I get up really early. And it was amazing how my life changed. And the other thing that I want to invite you to do, if you're listening, is gratitude is so important right now. Like, you may think of all the things you don't have, but you have a lot. Um, I watched this show um, the other day. I can't remember what it was, but he had a line in it, and it really touched me. And hopefully you're not in this place. And if you know someone that's in this place, you know, you can be really angry, right? So it's okay to be angry right now. It's okay to be sad right now. And you just got to be with that. And people say, oh, there's nothing worse than that. Like there's nothing worse than me not having a job. There's nothing worse than me, you know, uh, being sad or angry or upset. Well, this is the worst. It's to be angry, upset, sad, alone. So if you know someone who's struggling and you know that they're possibly alone, reach out to them because there's a lot of people that don't reach out and it's really important to reach out. Um, That's the worst thing to be is to be, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset. And there is something worse and that's going to be all of that only alone. And I heard that on this show and it, ring, it just hit me to my core of how powerful that was. Because no matter what's going on, we have each other. A lot of, you know, if you even one person, you're not alone. So really reach out to the people that you care about and make sure that just check in with them and make sure they're not struggling. You know, a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff and a lot of people are faking it on social media. So read between the lines and reach out to these people. Hey, Rob, would it be okay for me to share with your audience the parable of the Chinese farmer? I think you should. I, I, I thought to myself today, you know, if, if I go through this Saturday where I don't hear the parable of the Chinese farmer, uh-huh. I'm just going to have a miserable day. So if you could share that, that would be 
amazing. And if it's very close to what I said, that'll be even cooler because I don't know the parable of the Chinese farmer, but it's funny because when you said that, I got chills. I'm getting chills now. So this is like perfect. Am I going to have to read another book? Well, it's in my book, Let's Be Curious. Oh, there you go. Page 59. I'm going to make sure I send it to you. Okay, great. But this really gave me perspective. And I, I think it's more than ever we need to hear it. Um, so no matter what your situation is, you can find a positive side or you can choose the negative side. But you do have a choice as to what you see because your per- perception is really your reality. So once there was a Chinese farmer who worked his poor farm together with his son and their horse. And when the horse ran off the one day, the neighbors would come and say to him, how unfortunate for you. And the farmer replied, maybe yes, maybe no. And when the horse returned, followed by a herd of wild horses, the neighbors gathered around and exclaimed, oh, good luck for you. The farmer stayed calm and replied, maybe yes, maybe no. While trying to tame one of the wild horses, the farmer's son fell and broke his leg, and he had to rest up and couldn't help with the farm chores. How sad for you, the neighbors cried. Maybe yes, maybe no, said the farmer. Shortly thereafter, a neighboring army threatened the farmer's village, and all the young men were drafted to the fight of invaders, and many died. And But the farmer's son had been left out of the fighting because of his broken leg. People said to the farmer, what a good thing your son couldn't fight. Maybe yes, maybe no, the farmer said. I love that. I love that. I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm writing down page 59. I'm going to read that. (laughs) So good. So I think what people need to realize is no matter what situation there is, we can have a positive side to it, a negative side to it. Even when we think of when someone's in a in an accident, you know, when police try to get a statement, what happens is we have all different versions and somewhere in there, there's some truth. Yeah. Knowing that everyone is looking at the world from their own perspective. But the biggest thing we need to start paying attention to is what is influencing that perspective. Are you scrolling on CNN? Are you being part of COVID 2020? You know, the reports. When you really think about it, not much has changed really, other than restrictions changing here and there. But when it came down to it, everything comes back to the basics. Good health hygiene, you know, eating healthy, looking after yourself, you know, just really paying attention to the basics to really move through. But the biggest shift you need to pay attention to is what are you allowing to impact your mind? Are you allowing people who are ranting? And that's the only thing that they talk about. They're on to the next thing. And when we watch the news, we're just hovering, waiting for that one piece of information that nobody else knows. And suddenly we're like the bearer of, you know, new news when it's really most of the news is being recirculated from the day before. So why aren't we spreading more positivity, taking those positive inspired actions to show that I'm in control of what I'm in control of versus letting my environment dictate who I am? Yeah, it's so true. And you know, one thing you can do of protecting your environment is go back to a bedroom. You know, I, I traveled a lot. And the one thing that I fell in love with when I traveled was I love a well-made bed like you do. And I really love the very zen-like feel of that hotel room bed. So I've worked really hard to create a bedroom that's very like that. There's not a lot of stuff. I don't even have a dresser in the room. All there is is an end table, an end table, a chair, 
and a big giant bed. And that's it. And there's no TV in the bedroom. There's yeah. no, there's nothing. And it's, it's a very tranquil place. And you want to find those moments and those, those spaces in your, your life and in your house or your apartment or whatever your home is and really enjoy your space. And I've been working on decluttering even more so. Um, just don't need stuff. And I know a lot of people have been buying a lot of stuff. Um, do you need it or do you want it? And you can get so much out of what you have or give away. So now um, what I do is if I found some shirts, I now have a, a one in, two out policy. So if I get a new shirt, I get rid of two. And uh, so like, this is my new shirt and she can see it on the video. Uh, this is my new shirt. I actually bought 10 of these. I look like I wear the same shirt every day, but it's been really wonderful because I always have a, I always have the right shirt if I'm doing a podcast or I'm doing it on camera and it's all perfect. And, but it's, I have 10 of these. So I got rid of 20 shirts. I got 10 and I got rid of 20. And it just, you know, it was good because um, I donated them to um, a charity and they can use them and I didn't throw them away and they were great shirts and, you know, recycle and transform and shift your energy because your energy is in the stuff that you have. And if you have great positive energy, get that out to other people and they'll pick up on that. It's, it's really comes down to your mindset and the garbage in and garbage out. Yeah. I, I took up the Marie Kondo method. Like my drawers are all folded so that everything's stacked up. I can always see what's there. It looks like a little filing cabinet. Oh, I could yeah. see how beautiful your house is. Look at that. Look at that. It's perfect. You have that one thing. On. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, so if we're talking about, she's, you know, it's Zoom. So she has a backdrop and it's yeah. this beautiful, pristine, high rise, uh, you know, old city. And it's very clean. It has a very Marie Kondo look. And I, yeah. I love that. And I, I'm looking at stuff and I go, does this bring me joy? Yeah. And it's all about the energy, about the things around you. You know, one of the things when I'm working with my coaching clients, I will tell them, look at the office that you do your work in is, does it inspire you? Is it, do you enjoy going into that space or do you like, Oh yeah, this is okay. You want to be creating a space that's inviting, um, empowering, you know, um, Right now, I wouldn't show you my office because I have Christmas presents in one corner. I have wrapping. I have a computer. Today is my, you know, declutter day for for the office. But really thinking about how your environment, you know, I'll have, you know, signs that say, follow your arrow. And I have another one that says, life is not about waiting to for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. Do you have things around you that inspire you, keep you on track? I have another thing on my whiteboard that says, I can do hard things, right? To remind me that during this time that I need to dig deeper. I need to find out more of what I'm made of to really move forward. And that's what I encourage your audience to do. Like, you know, I think that we don't see how much we're possible of for ourselves because we have these limiting beliefs that of things that people have told us that we've let, we've allowed it to define who we are. And that's where we get mentally taken down. Versus who is it that I want to show up of it? Who do I believe I am? And continue to show up as that. Absolutely. It's, it's, 
It's really about taking ownership of your life and your surroundings, and your surrounding includes your mind, your heart, and your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, we only have one life. This is it. It's not a dress rehearsal. And at any moment, things can change. Look at that. Think back to March 11th or March 8th or March 1st of 2020. And just like that, our whole world changed. So don't take things for granted and reach out to those people in your life that may be struggling, especially the introverts. I keep saying this. You have no idea. The introverts are suffering right now. You introverts are having a great old time. Us introverts, eh, not so much. Yeah, the introverts, I think, are, in my opinion, you know, for them, like I look at my son and he's like, yeah, this is no big deal. I can game. I can do whatever. <laughs> you know, he's very thrilled. And yeah. I I am an extrovert. I miss the networking. I miss the connection. I miss going to conference and meeting new people and, you know, really getting to find out what gets people excited about life. But I've had to find different ways to do that. And I've been a part of summits. I've been, you know, on podcasts like yourself, you know, to really connect and still reach out to the people that, you know, are game changers who see beyond, like I tell people, see beyond COVID. And when you can start seeing beyond your circumstance, that's when you see the hope. That's when you see that you can move forward and really change It could be the smallest change. It could be that you are hydrating yourself. It could be that you drop sugar from your diet. Whatever it is, the smallest change can make the biggest difference. People have this thing that, oh, I'm going to go on this diet. And you know what? I love what you said. I took parts of the 75 hard. And before I did 75 hard, I did water for three days. I wanted to see if I could even do the water before I jumped in. But once I was in, I told myself there's no excuses, no matter what seems to get in your way. Like there was a day that, you know, I was so upset about something and I thought, okay, Deb, you can't let this take you down. Just go on the, go on the stepper and just go blast the music in your ears, whatever you needed to go run outside, (laughs) just let it out. And we need to feel the feelings. And, you know, I, like I was telling you earlier, Rob, I was taking a course called uh, speaking on breath with Christoph Conrad. And one of the things that he taught me is that Whatever you're feeling, feel all the feelings. You can't let them stay trapped in your body because they lead to illness. Allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. And most of the time, the feeling is fleeting. It lasts for about 90 seconds where you can shift to another feeling or you're going to keep ruminating to stay in that feeling. So if you want to break the pattern, take a deep breath, change your environment, you know, go for a walk in nature, but allow yourself to feel it journal about it. Let it out. Don't let it stay within your body. Absolutely. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you are just such a beautiful soul. And, you know, I could go back. I, I want to have you come back again. We come back again because I want to do this again. Will you come back? We just have oh, to do Okay. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So, um, I, I, I want you to definitely come back again. And how does someone reach you? How do they find out more about you and how magnificent you are? Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you. Uh, go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com. Download your free gift from me. I want to be a game changer in your world. Build that focus and consistency, that structure that Rob talked about. So you can make those goals become a reality, but it's all about those habits. So let's make your habits stick. 
Also, I'm on the social media platforms at Deborah Kazowski is my handle. Please join me on social media. Let me know that you've heard from, uh, from about me on Rob's show. I'd love to give him the feedback. Let us know what your favorite piece is. And of course, you can get my books at Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, and I would love to continue to build the relationship with you. She's amazing. So, Deborah, thank you so much for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. This is the Living the Law of Action show. I want you to do a few things. And that is, first of all, take time to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. And live a life of inspired action. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.